When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm Adam Russell. Adam, it's Nick. Hey. How are you, buddy? Super. Hello, Adam. Hello, Nick. It's Mike. Hello, Mike. Hi. Mike. What's up? Welcome. Hey, guys. Do you ever listen to me say all of those words at the beginning of this podcast and wonder... Do we need to say all those words? <laughs> no, it, yeah, we, we need it. I, I would be so upset. I actually, the the hope is that one day, if story of the year is like, okay, we're playing Kimmel tonight, <laughs> but I just can't record tonight, you would be like, we need either me or Nick to fill in, and we would get to do the opening crawl of Thank the Maker Pod. And I think if I could pull it off, and I don't think I could, which is why we have to keep it. No chance. No chance in hell. 100%. I thought you were going to say, I hope, you hope that I say it on the mic on Kimmel. <laughs> that would be, wow. Like scream it instead of, instead of being like, <laughs> open, open the pit up. Yeah, full scream. Hello there. Welcome to Thank the Maker Pod. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, dude. I saw, uh, speaking of, I saw a data remember in Beartooth the other night, and they were screaming at the crowd just like I always have, like Dan always has. Mm. And I found, found myself going, oh, man, these guys are yelling a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I just thought, do I want to keep yelling at people on stage? People yeah. on stage? Do I yell that Am much? I old? Am I not drunk enough? Mm. Do I yell too much? Should I yell? Oh, no. Yeah, it was weird. Do you feel like when you yell, you get the reaction you want, though? I always have. Yeah. But sometimes the reaction I want is the look of what the fuck is this guy yelling about? Yeah. You know, depending on the uh, the time in my life or career, like sometimes yeah, I, I wanted people to be like, "Oh, what?" Sometimes <laughs> I wanted them to actually do the pit. Sometimes I wanted, yeah, because it's you know more I mean? like yelling. I definitely know what you mean. Like my, I guess where I'm coming from is more like yelling directions on something to do to somebody, yeah. like to, that you want the crowd to do. I should say it's like, is that the right way to do it? Or should you just ask nicely? Should you let yeah. them do it on their own? Like, I say I don't, I don't test really this theory at Mosh Eisley <laughs> in Las Vegas in a couple of months. Yes. yes. Speaking of, did we talk about it last week? You talked about... The fact that it's happening? You talked about literally all Mosh Eisley. Oh, was duh. That was the whole episode. episode. It was the whole episode. That's right. The week before, wow. I forgot to put it in, so we just made a whole episode instead. Good on us. Yeah. Wonderful. It's going to be a hoot. If you are listening right now... If you saw this title and said, mm, I'm going to listen to that episode, but you skipped last week, back it up, bro. Listen to last week. It's good. Mm. It'll give you everything you need to know about this event. www.moshisley.com. Whether or not you can make it, there will be a chance in your future. So you should know. You should hear the words and learn about the things. Well, speaking of things that are fun in Star Wars, we're going to talk about something that is just pure fun this week. We're talking about the Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation Special on Disney Plus. Yes, which I just watched like an hour ago. Yeah. Yes. How much did I like this? I liked it so much. So much fun. Mike, how much did you like it on a scale of one to so much? I mean, I've been 
I think maybe because co-pod host Sarah and Steven just went on the Star Cruiser again. It was making me feel all kinds of things about how much fun we had when we went there back in March and Mm -hmm. seeing the atrium of the Halcyon in Lego form was... (laughs) It was so <laughs> rad to see that. I loved it. It was so cool. Yeah, I like literally, I look over at my wife and I was like, hey, me and the guys got our photo taken over in that corner over there at the Sublight <laughs> Lounge. She was like, uh, this is a Lego show. I was like, <laughs> I know that. Go to bed. You're like, you know what? I'm going to do a whole podcast about having fun with Star Wars because of you. Because I'm not letting me have fun right now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that was, uh, I loved it in that regard. And, and also, I've always said this like, the humor of the Lego shows, it's perfectly meta, it's perfectly acted out, it's self aware. The holding the taco and go, <laughs> come on, say it, say it, say it. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a snack. <laughs> like, it's so good. So I've always thought the Lego, the Lego series and the specials have always been, I want to say they represent, I feel like all the meta jokes that happen inside of the fandom. Yeah. That if you're really into Star Wars, you get everything. And I feel like it's, it's kind of a tribute to the fans of Star Wars who can watch this and, you know, and it it doesn't break anything if you don't get it all. My wife thought it was cute. I was like, you miss half the references, but that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot more. I don't remember the... I, I, wa- I definitely watched the holiday special. I don't think that I watched the Halloween one, um, the Terrifying Tales. That doesn't really ring a bell in my memory, but this one had a lot more like story to it that I thought was like, this is kind of cool, like story-wise, you know? Like there's yeah. definitely some lines and clearly like, we'll talk about it more maybe, but like Finn seeing force ghosts and stuff like that yeah. and what that meant yeah, you know yeah. like it's <laughs> definitely some stuff at the end too yeah like oh, the uh yes. um you know han and leia dropping off ben at the at yeah. luke's temple like these are like real things that happened <laughs> we'll get in a little deeper to the stuff and the implications of some of the things because the time period in which this happens and the stuff that they close with it's mm-hmm. it's interesting it's not just for kids and you know, that idea that it is just for kids was part of my hesitation because I, this, admittedly, this is the first Lego Star Wars anything I've ever watched. I've heard they're great, and I know a ton of people who are into Lego in general, and I love Lego. I I had, a you know, a big bucket of, like, miscellaneous Lego pieces as a kid. I was always the type to just, like, build stuff. I'd just start connecting blocks and, like, oh, now it's a spaceship. Now it's a, you know, missile, whatever. But I'm not into it as an adult. You know, because the kits just don't really appeal to me. It was more like just more like fundamental building blocks than like a kit. Yeah. So I'm not so into it these days. I just can't sit still long enough to do that. Also, yeah. what am I going to do with like a giant Star Wars Lego thing? I don't have That's my thing it. too. Yeah. <laughs> just It's going to get bumped and explode. Star. I mean, well, the other thing too is like Star Wars is the ultimate completionist for masochists who enjoy, you know, collecting all the things. You know, people have said, oh, do you collect Funkos or you collect action figures? You collect Star Wars Lego? And I'm like, no, that every path is a dark path to collecting <laughs> Star Wars, right? Like, because you, yeah, you can't, like, I can't, path. yeah, I can't just get like, I can't just get an X Wing and I have to get a TIE Fighter too. And I can't get just a TIE Fighter because then I'd have to get the AT AT and then. I'd also have to get the snow speeder because I got the ad at. And then eventually you're like, I have credit card debt. <laughs> so, so personally, yeah. n- not being super into Lego and not, I guess that's the main thing. Not being super into Lego made me say, 
I'll get around to it maybe. And I just, I hadn't gotten around to it until we decided to do this episode, but I'm glad that we did decide because I had a lot of fun watching this and now I get it. To me, it seems like a younger, more kid-centric version of like uh, what Lower Decks is doing for Star Trek. Totally. All the in-jokes that the fandom has in animation. Mm-hmm. So I'm into it. That said, let's get right into Stolen Plans. What have you done with those plans? Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation dropped August 5th, 2022, just a couple weeks uh, prior to this recording. Written by David Shane, who has done a bunch of other Lego stuff. He did the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, the Lego Star Wars All-Stars, and Lego Jurassic World. It's directed by Ken Cunningham, another Lego Star Wars veteran. He also worked on the Holiday Special, did Lego Avengers. 45-minute runtime on this, and a huge cast. A huge cast, because it being for fun, obviously, they kind of take every opportunity, it seems like, to bring in a character, whether or not they have the original voice actor. They're, they're just everybody's in, and it's, it's good times. So from the top, James Arnold Taylor himself as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. Believe it or not, Obi-Wan Kenobi's in this. D. Bradley Baker as Boba Fett, brightly so. That one was tricking me, honestly. I'm sorry really? to interrupt, but I, I, sw- I was like, did they get Tamora to do this? That one was really, <laughs> <Yeah>. really tricking me. <laughs> he, he, I think he's such a good voice actor that I think he hears yeah. modern day Tamora and, and like just Adjust accordingly. did a little adjustment. Yeah. It was really tricking me. And then you put a different visual on the screen, like a different animation style, and your brain isn't telling you that it's D. Baker mm-hmm. because, you know what I mean? Yeah. The context is different. So yeah, I, I had a, a little bit of a like brain fart moment as well <laughs> when he first popped up. Anthony Daniels voices C-3PO, of course. I mean, what won't Anthony Daniels do for Star Wars? Right. Billy D. Williams as the voice of Lando. Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker. That was dope. Yep. Something about his hearing his voice there was kind of the most special one to me for some reason. I don't know why. It was just really cool. Matthew Wood Voices Ben Solo, Matthew Wood, you might know as the voice of General Grievous, the Battle Droids, and um, Bib Fortuna, voice and in the costume in the Book of Boba Fett. Kelly Marie Tran as Rose Tico, welcome back. Good to see you, Kelly. Omar Benson Miller, voices Finn. I'm not familiar with him. Nick, you looked up some of his stuff yeah, beforehand, I, right? I, I got nothing. He's stolen eight mile. For real? He's the one of M's crews, or whatever his name is in the movie. It's a big deal to us here in Michigan. B-Rabbit? Yep, B-Rabbit. 313 Free World? Yep. Um, Helen Sadler voices Ray. She was on Love, Death, and Robots, the Lego Holiday Special, Star Wars Holiday Special, and voiced a character in Star Wars Squadrons. Jake Green voices Poe Dameron, not familiar with him. Matt Sloan voices Darth Vader. Trevor Duvall voices Palpatine. I'm not familiar with any of those three. Weird Al Yankovic voiced the band leader slash MC on Scarif in one of these uh, little vignettes, flashbacks. Vic Vanko, nice little, um, whatever you call it, mixing of the letters for the name. Mm. That's fun. What's cool about that, though, is you have Weird Al's connection to Star Wars and that, of course, the Yoda and, you know, the, what was the American Pie? A long uh, gal- saga begins. This here Anakin guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's called A Saga Begins. 
And he's brought the 501st up. I actually danced for him on stage in my Stormtrooper costume um, <laughs> in, in 2018, 2019. So um, that's been a thing that he's done for years. So I think it's awesome that they were able to finally officially make Weird Al canon among Star Wars. So I love that. That's dope. Shelby Young voices Princess Leia as older Leia, you know, the sequels Leia and... And like I guess original trilogy post um, Endor Leia as well, and does two different versions of her voice and kills it. She kind of has like her older Leia. So if you follow Shelby Young online, she has a couple of characters that she does really well, and she kind of like leans into them. And uh, she does Jennifer Coolidge really well. Who, if you're Dude, listening, that, that, and yes, yeah, and so she does Jennifer uh, Jennifer Coolidge impression really well. And if you're wondering who that is, uh, you saw her on The White Lotus most recently on HBO. But if you're from the '90s, Stifler's mom, Stifler's mom, right, yeah, yeah. right. And uh, what's her name in Best in Show as well? Yeah, so you so. You can kind of see that you can pick up some of those tones in there because I think she was kind of like, well, you know, Leia's a little bit older and you could pick that up a little bit. So I thought that was pretty funny. But she also, uh, Shelby also did the voice for Leia in the Lego game too. So I thought that was kind of cool. And she did Forces of Destiny or is that somebody else? Possibly. Yeah, let's look it up. She's done another animated Leia that I, okay. I can't think of off the top Sweet. of my head. But either way, she's been around the block with Leia. She's really good. Uh, Ross Markand voiced Han Solo. That's Aaron from The Walking Dead. And also the nephew of Richard Markand, the director of Return of the Jedi. What a connection. That's so cool. Super dope. He was also part of his reel that he kind of blew up on the on the interwebs for was his impressions. And he does a killer Harrison Ford from The Fugitive. So I'm cracking up that they were like, you know, this is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just put this in and have you just do Harrison Ford. Uh, and there were a couple times, like, especially in the Falcon, that I was like, this sounds pretty dang good. Um, but he also was really Red good. Skull in Infinity War, in case you were curious. Oh, whoa. Yep. Dude, when are they going to get Mark Hamill to do Han Solo in one of these? <laughs> yeah. That he does so the best. <laughs> especially an old one. He's just, he nails it. Paul F. Tompkins voices Rad. He's the the Syrian... On Endor, the Kieti Mundi's species. Mm -hmm. Paul F. Tompkins is the first podcast I ever listened to. He is really? one of the funnier people of our uh, generation. You know, like someone that like Conan O'Brien thinks is a genius. You know, like he's like yeah. so far kind of like alt comedy kind of guy. Uh, he's great. I love anything he does. He was a writer or creator, right, of Mr. Show? And uh, he was like, a, he might have been a writer. He definitely was a performer. But yeah, that that whole... That whole crew, Odin Kirk, yeah. Conan O'Brien. I know him best. Like his most memorable performance for me, as weird as this is, is the uh, the open mic host in Tenacious D. Mm -hmm. He comes yep. out and reads the thing. Um, <laughs> Yvette Nicole Brown voices Colvette Valeria. I recognized her face immediately, mm -hmm. but I forgot to write down her credits. Yeah, she's in uh, Community. That's where I know her from the most, for sure. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Yeah, for sure. And then lastly... Talking about comedic geniuses. Thomas Lennon voices Wick Cooper, the resort manager on Endor. And Thomas Lennon is, of course, Lieutenant Dangle from Reno 911. Mm -hmm. You're talking about it beforehand. One of those voices yeah. that you just hear and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. 
There he is. I said it earlier before we were recording, but I always hear him on Bob's Burgers. And like, I, I Bob's Burgers is one of those shows that I watch when I'm like half asleep and like, I love it. I think it's brilliant, but I swear he plays like 10 different characters and, but it's always mm-hmm. just his voice. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like half high, half asleep. And I'm like, Thomas Lennon's in this episode. Or I'm going back <laughs> to bed. And I never know what character he's actually playing. Genuine ostrich. Three payments. <laughs> uh, so good. So if this cast doesn't have you reeled in already, keep listening. If I would have read this beforehand, I would have been like, all right, yeah, I got to watch this. But I watched it anyway, and it was great. Because like we said at the top, it's just fun. Like the whole point is to just have fun with Star Wars in a way that you can't do in canon stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the callbacks, the quotes, like the, the in-jokes and the crisscrossing of storylines that wouldn't necessarily make sense in canon is so fun to do. And they get to do it in this, you know? Yeah, and I, I think that it's it's not quite parody, but it's you know it's in the ballpark. You know, I, when I first watched it, and they were kind of doing their push, their social media push, and you know, I came across a couple of comments or whatever, and obviously, it's just double standard. Like people will be like, "Of course, Disney's doing this," blah blah blah. I'm like, <laughs> uh, "Did you ever see the Family Guy or Robot Chicken right. parody shows? Guess who didn't do those? Disney." George Lucas did those. But are you right. okay with those? And you're not okay with this? Like double standard. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. It makes me wonder though, because this is Disney and everything is much more focused now in terms of their involvement and what the story group keeps tabs on and what they call canon and what they don't and so on. The stuff that they reference later in the episode, which we'll talk about shortly, seems to have canon relevance. Mm-hmm. So is this officially fully not canon period? Mm-hmm. How do they categorize this? Do you guys know? I mean, I don't think it's canon, but I think they tell a story in a way where it makes sense for now. Yeah. I don't think that like whenever J.J. Abrams directs episode 10, he's going to be like, oh man, but Finn met Obi-Wan as a force ghost. I don't think we could roll with this story, you know, like. (laughs) Yeah, on the the house, yeah, and they had a drink together. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But for now, it makes sense to us, you know, clearly, you know, we could have sat down and wrote like the beats to this story. And it would be fun. Like, it's definitely yeah. fan-friendly. So the the premise of this, and when, when we get a little deeper, you guys are going to have to tell me how, how much this differs from the other LEGO specials that I haven't seen. But the premise is that the sequel cast, after The Rise of Skywalker, takes a vacation on the Halcyon, the Galactic Star Cruiser. We all went on, like Mike talked about earlier. Lando is the cruise host. And the idea is that Finn kind of organizes the vacation, takes everybody for one last big thing before they go off to do their stuff. And it ends up not spending much time on the Halcyon because Finn meets Force Ghost Obi-Wan in the lounge and Obi-Wan proceeds to tell him a story and it flashes back. And that's the first of three kind of flashback stories. That's basically the format. Were the other ones anything like this or were they just completely... Something else. I don't remember flashbacks, but there's, I think there's a like, I, I only saw the holiday special and that was what, two Christmases ago, I want to say. Yeah. There is always a story or something where it throws back and almost every character is involved. Like I would say probably the two most beloved character interactions are between Vader and Palpatine. Mm-hmm. they get a ton of love. And so there's either some kind of, like I think, what was, was it the holiday special that had where they kept going through the portal, right? And they kept like, they basically were dropping into different parts of Star Wars, the timeline, right? 
Oh, like the world between worlds style? Yeah. So, you know, there's always a way that they include kind of like the whole cast of Lego characters. So I, the in some way, you know that you're really not going to get a, a linear story. It's, you know, it's going to have a lot right. of side quests, as the youth would say. They use the bouncing around as an opportunity to bring in more characters and have more fun, essentially. 100%. So the, the first flashback side quest kind of story within a story is, like I said, Obi-Wan talking to Finn in the lounge. And there are a couple of really awesome lines before he flashes back. Finn says something to Obi-Wan like, Ray told me that past Jedi would appear to help in times of need. What is it? Is it another Death Star? A second order? Yeah. You know? Second order is so good. I just love that. And then Obi-Wan says something like, I'm here to help a Jedi in need. And the Jedi in need is Finn. So that was awesome. That, yeah. that takes something that was not clear in the film that was only seen in like additional yep. supplemental material like the novelization and whatnot. It puts it, again, this isn't fully canon, but it displays it. Hey, that thing he was talking about, trying to tell Ray, here it is. Yeah, he's definitely implied, obviously, in the Rise of Skywalker. And then they actually flash back. He's like, you know, one day, well, one time this happened, and he tells the story back on Tatooine. It seems like not too long before A New Hope. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, his hair, his hair is not gray yet in in the flashback. Yeah. So, well, either way, he um, he helps a rebel reclaim some stolen coaxium from Jabba's palace. So. The rebels stole the coaxium from the Empire, then Jabba stole it from them. They're trying to get it back. And the idea is that Jabba's birthday barbecue is happening at the palace. <laughs> yeah. So that's how they can get access into it. Obi-Wan's in like a Hawaiian shirt. He sings karaoke Straight at some up point. Hawaiian. Yeah. Not even like a Star Wars, like a Roosevelt's Hawaiian <laughs> yeah. shirt. You know, like it's just a Hawaiian shirt. It's amazing. And I, all I could think about while this karaoke thing was going down is James Arnold Taylor in the booth <laughs> singing those parts and just having the time of his life. It's really good. I forgot the name of the, uh, the rebel. That's, uh, what's her name? Colvette, right? Yvette Nicole Brown? Mm -hmm. Yes. Anyway, it does end with an appearance by Luke, and he looks teenaged. Yeah. And he drives off in a speeder, right? Mm-hmm. So that kind of doesn't make sense as far as Obi-Wan's hair color and teenage Luke. That part doesn't add up really, but whatever. I mean, he could be like 14. You yeah, think about maybe. like, you know, the last four years of a presidency where you all, the t all of a sudden just turn white from your dark hair. Or the last two years of a pandemic. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the next flashbacks, you know, so it flashes back to the Halcyon and they go to the climate simulator, which is much bigger and better than the climate simulator. Yeah, not to scale, not to scale. It's not just um, a 20 by 10 foot piece of Orlando sky. In this case, <laughs> it's like like a full resort size thing with like, it has a beach and everything, right? Mm -hmm. So he meets Anakin Skywalker's force ghost coming up out of the water in scuba gear with like the, the Vader sound. And he yeah. takes off the thing. He's like, oh, it's me, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> it's Matt Lanter's voice. So good. And he tells this story. It's something like, uh, you know, Finn like can't relax on the trip basically. So he says, everybody needs a little rest, even evil or some shit like that. And he's like, e even evil. So he, go he goes back and tells him a story about how Palpatine and Vader were having this day where Palpatine was just stressed out. So Vader took him on a trip to go decompress on Empire Day because, you know, he just wanted to enjoy Empire Day, but there's too much shit going on. So he takes him to Scarif 
to the beach on Scarif, <laughs> which is just like all the fact that he meets Anakin on the beach in scuba gear and then Vader goes to a beach. It's just, it's so good <laughs> with all the sand. But basically Palpatine's like, this sucks. I don't want to be here, whatever. Then the, he gets kind of reeled in because there's like a festival happening on the beach, basically. He's like, I don't want to be around these people or whatever. And it's not until the MC of the beach thing, which is Weird Al, says they're basically going to have this um, tournament of beach games. And the winner is declared the ruler of the beach. So he's like, ruler? Yeah, I'm going to be the ruler of this beach. You know? <laughs> so they do it's this like, whole thing and he wins. And my it turns brother, out to, you already rule the galaxy. Yeah. My brother in the force, you already rule the galaxy. You don't have to rule the beach. <laughs> but I, I loved when... I love the reveal of the guy looks over and goes, hey, wait a minute, you look familiar. And Vader's like respirator breathes. And then the hat like gets knocked off his head and someone goes, ah, it's Darth Vader. As if like you couldn't recognize him because of his beach hat. <laughs> right. So dumb. I love it. And there's a point where like uh, Palpatine, like force lightnings, uh, what's his name? His one assistant has the horns, with the blue skin. Masameda. Yeah. His assistant, Masameda, he... Basically, like, get the hell out of my office, and he force lightnings him in the ass. <laughs> it's amazing. And then flashes back to uh, the Halcyon, and the last Force Ghost interaction is Leia, which even in Lego managed to choke me up. Same, man. Same. They flash back to Han, Leia, and Ben, and Chewie going to Endor. Ben is supposed to be, like, in his early teens, so... He's you just know. wearing like Han, like daddy's outfit, you know, like yeah. the vest. It's so great. Ben wants to fight the Falcon. Han won't let him. And there's this whole thing he eventually gets to. And there's an amazing I love you, I know moment mm -hmm. with them. It's really good. You know, what my favorite line is from that whole, that whole scene, that whole flashback is 3PO telling uh, Han the odds, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and Han's just like, don't ever tell my son the odds. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch of little good stuff like that where they'll kind of flip a line, you yeah. know, and call back. Yeah. It's really good. It reminded me of uh, the meme, like, don't talk to me or my son ever again. Right. Don't ever tell my son the odds. So good. I don't remember the, the rest of the details of that, but there was kind of like, uh, there was an interaction where some other teenagers or whatever basically recognized he was the son of Han Solo and princess leia and they're, they're starstruck by him and it's like oh you so you probably flown the, the millennium falcon right like tell us what that was like yeah. and he's like um uh <laughs> so it's, it's just fun stuff but it ends again with that that sentimental moment and then brings us back to the halcyon for the final thing wait wait, wait. hang on hang on, hang on i gotta interrupt are we not going to reference that they were like straight up the Ewoks are going to eat me. I was like, this yeah. is a thank to make her oh, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a thank yeah. to make her moment right here. We're selling the t-shirts. <laughs> I blew it. Yeah, that was amazing. Somebody, what did they say about them? Like they're called them like vicious savages or something, yeah. right? I think something about, or like eating humans or Real something, Real estate right? dispute. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, and then you like the uh, almost famous moment. I am once again a golden god. <laughs> <laughs> and then they come back to the Halcyon or they flash back forward, right? And the, the final conversation, so he's talking to Leia, and basically, like, it comes out that the whole point of the thing is he's been so stressed out and sad about the idea of the group splitting up, going their separate, separate ways, and the crew's been sad about it too, that they haven't known how to talk about it, basically. And in this moment, he's explaining why he's sad and why they're splitting up. And the list of what happens 
is pretty sweet. So he says, Ray's headed to the unknown regions, mm-hmm. unknown regions to search for Jedi temples. Poe's training new X-Wing pilots. Dope. Rose is off to lead relief missions. Mm-hmm. And Finn himself is going to search the galaxy for others like him, other force sensitives. So maybe he's going to go find Grogu. Who knows? Hey, 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 hey. But it's just really cool to hear that stuff because I don't think they would really misdirect us that hard, even though this is not canon. Yeah. The idea of, I mean, that stuff's implied with the rise of Skywalker, but Mm -hmm. this really says it. And it just got me thinking about what the next installment could be about. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that could be, uh, I know we're talking about Lego animation here, but (laughs) episode 10, if they choose to, you know, even call it episode 10, whatever the sequel trilogy cast shows up again, no matter how much time has passed for like us, it could be 10 years in the future, whatever. And all of this like Poe training X-Wing, you know, all that stuff could just be, we don't need the exposition of it. This is what they've been doing and we're going to pick up with a story of the next trilogy or whatever it is. Yeah. So this is the stuff that we don't need like a whole movie or like, how do, where do all these X-Wing pilots come from? We don't need a movie <laughs> yeah. about that, you know, like yeah. it happened. Move on. Yeah. I mean, when they, when they said that, when he said that part specifically, Poe's going to train new X-Wing pilots. I was like, Leo meme. Hey, hey. <laughs> I was like, they're already writing the story and Top Gun breaking all these records is only making it even better, right? So Patty Jenkins is already writing it. We already knew that. They're going through it or she's directing it. They have a writer. I was like, does Finn know something we don't know? <laughs> Let's get it going. Hell yeah. And Leia has a really good line right there. She says, a wise Jedi once told me no one's ever really gone. That was awesome. And... I'll be damned if I didn't tear up watching yeah. <laughs> a Lego comedy Star Wars thing, you know? Beautiful. And then the rest of the crew comes out and they have these, they have this emotional moment with all the crew and he starts to make them choke up because he kind of says all this stuff. Here's why I'm sad because this, this, this. And that flashes back to the, the key moments with Poe, with Ray, with Rose. And then Finn says to the rest of them, no one's ever really gone and turns and sees the four force ghosts. And uh, it's... It's emotional, man. The like the scores hitting all at that point, and again, Legos yeah. making a forty-two-year-old dude <laughs> tear up. Well, I mean, just as a Star Wars fan, I mean, uh, this is all important, just in a fun sense for sure. But like, we are tasked with anything Star Wars to sort of like fill in the blanks a lot of times, and it's like it's emotional because the implications are emotional. Yeah, like Force goes Leia talking to anyone. I don't care if they're like ordering food a hamburger at in and out if if leia is is like saying something as a force ghost i'm gonna be like man that's really just what that implies like she's gone whatever it's like you just conjure up these images and these thoughts and these emotions and it's a lot you know it was crazy too like when they're dropping ben off at luke's temple yeah if that's sort of like a a kind of close to canon depiction of the last time they saw Ben together, like as a family. Yeah, like that, I was thinking about that and I was just like, man, I know this is Legos, but that's heavy. That, man. Impl- that implication is very heavy. Yeah. Uh, I, now it just makes me want to see it in live action. And I don't know if we'll get any versions of those moments. I think we're more likely to with this kind of animation than we would be to see like, you know, Maul versus Kenobi recreated mm-hmm. because, you know, Rebels is fully canon, right? So it's different. So maybe maybe we will get these 
and I'm I'm here for it, man. But I feel like I'm I feel board. like the other thing too is, do you remember? Let's see, we're in the depths of the pandemic. I think at this point, maybe 2021. You remember like Liam Neeson got brought on to Jimmy Kimmel or something yeah. to promote another thing. And then they ended up talking about Star Wars for way too long. And he was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I still have my lightsaber. And, you know, would you like to come back? And he goes, oh, I'd love that. <laughs> yeah. And everyone kind of like looked at each other like, you know, a lot of this stuff when they get onto that level is there really isn't much random stuff that happens. Like all of it's pretty much seated, right? Right. And everyone goes, he's going to be in Kenobi. We all know that, right? And I think we all, as super fans, who have like said, okay, of course this makes sense. But the line about just just really like where this was at, um, they're just the uh, the thing that just came up the other day. Poe Dameron himself, Oscar Isaac, had some big quote that was like, oh, if, as long as the story is right, I'm always willing to come back to Star Wars, which makes me think like, right. I was like, okay, he's promoting another, he's promoting a Marvel thing or whatever is going on. And he said that, and that just got picked up all over the internet. Now, of course, people get excited about it because of Star Wars fans, but I was like, at the end of The Rise of Skywalker, he made some crass joke that was like, yeah, I'll come back to Star Wars when I need another house or something yeah. like that. Like he made mm-hmm. some joke that kind of made it seem like I'm, 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 we're all done with this. Right. But the part of me that was interesting was like he totally changed his tune, which makes me think, is he going to be the one who's doing this Rogue Squadron movie? I hope so. You know, is, he, is he playing the Maverick role? Because yes. it just like all of it kind of lined up and then this happened and I was like, oh. I'm not that. I'm not that much of a dummy to think that something that might have his been his way of saying, "Yeah, just stay tuned." Yeah, put a beard on Poe Dameron and put him in a role like that. And yeah, sign me up. Yeah, I mean, really, like if we we got a lot of Ray and Kylo, obviously we could definitely use more Poe and Finn. So for sure, if they kind of stretched out the sequel cast over a couple of films, and maybe they're not all together almost like Avengers style for a minute, you know, like they, they kind of all show up together in the third movie years from now. I mean, I don't want to wait for that, but that's kind of a good idea. That's a good approach. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because I don't know, maybe, maybe that's a way to keep sequel haters at bay by not further quote, big air quotes, tainting the the Skywalker saga Mm -hmm. with sequel trilogy stories. Yeah. I don't know. Screw those people, but uh, maybe they're (laughs) thinking, in that sense, I don't know, but I'm, we're all clearly here for it. So let's do it. All right, let's wrap this thing up. I'm um, for sure on board for more Lego star Wars stuff. I'm going to go back sooner than later and watch all the rest. Cause I thoroughly enjoyed this. Yes, you did enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. Thank you for um, validating me. Thank you for confirming what I said. Um, yeah, I think, I think as, as time goes on, I think, I'm I'm in a decent amount of the communities, the online communities, whether it's across subreddits or discords or all these other discussions. And I'm kind of starting to see this, the tide turn a little bit that people are interested in. And I, and I wonder if it's because the Mandalorian is so sandwiched in its timeline. And I think it's really cool that you're having people who are really excited about Andor because we're really focusing on these like little, little, little interactions in a story that we ultimately already know what happens, right? So I'm seeing a lot of people getting really excited about sequel content and like what could happen next because that's wide open. And that gets me really excited to see that like I think we're starting now that 
hopefully people have relaxed a little bit. I know they haven't, but if they just would imagine what it would be like to relax, <laughs> um, it's it truly it is a it is a blank canvas for what could happen with characters that are young enough that we could see more content with them, and I think that's awesome. So, mm-hmm. I think if Lego is our <laughs> if Lego is the thing that kicks off the idea that we're going to get more Ray, we're going to get more Finn, we're going to get more Poe. I'll go out and buy this, the Lego sets right now so I can support this. <laughs> yeah. 100. All right. Well, speaking of um, fun things, we should mention again, Mosh Eisley, the return, Mosh Eisley Strikes Back, as far as I'm concerned, is happening October 28th in Las Vegas Ooh. at a place called Backstage Bar and Billiards. This is, of course, the same Star Wars-themed emo night kind of thing that we did at Celebration, but without a convention. The kicker is, though, that's Halloween weekend in Las Vegas between the two weekends of the biggest emo punk screamo festival that's ever happened when we were young. So a lot of people will be there. It's going to be an amazing party. Tickets are on sale now, and this will sell out. So go to moshisley.com and get tickets if you're going to be around or if you want to be around. We're throwing this with Mike here, Hondo Supply, Princess and Scoundrel, and Daniel Flores from the Dano Channel. It's just going to be amazing. I'm so pumped. I can't wait. <laughs> what are you going to wear? Oh, I've been stewing over that because I want to wear yeah, I've, I've not a poncho. Kind of going back and forth because I'm like, do I cosplay again or do I? I was really jealous of literally everybody's like punk Star Wars outfits, you know, like mm. like cut off denim vest with patches and stuff. Yeah. So we'll see. You got a little time to think. Maybe, maybe outfit changes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yes. During the acoustic set? Maybe I leave for 20 minutes and come back looking uh, a little different. Wow. Yeah. And the one thing, speaking of being different, this Mosh Eisley will be a little bit longer and there will definitely be a full bar. Oh, so Yeah. Violence. It's going to be, uh, therefore, <laughs> more chaotic and more fun. Mm. as is tradition in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. We also want to shout out uh, Roosevelt's. They sent some stuff to Nick. You got a whole bunch of good-looking Star Wars blouses. Oh, yeah. They're so cool. I got to get the shorts next. I th- I'm pretty sure like they have like a patent for whatever fabric they're using, which is very like moisture-wicking and comfortable and like really great for Southern California heat. Uh, but they also make shorts with that same fabric, and it is Dang. very nice. I want that. Also, a shout-out to... Foolish Mortal Supply, who sent us some stuff, some great shirts. And um, Zach the Maker hooked me up. I think I mentioned this before. Sent me um, the Knights of Ren, uh, my chem shirt, mm-hmm. which is dope. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for the clothing. All right, Mike, tell people what you got coming up, where they can find you on social media. Well, you can find me dancing around the internet on uh, with all the artworks at Honda Supply. And the most exciting thing is that Armor Party, our co-podcast that's all about star wars costuming is back next week with chris bartlett who plays q90 the assassin droid he also was the c3po in obi-wan kenobi recently if you have seen a droid that looks upright in a protocol droid or what, what was his name one jock the uh, Forlom-looking uh, assassin droid that tries to uh, blast Obi-Wan mm-hmm. and, and Leia. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's done all that since the Mandoverse kind of kicked off. He is all over the place. And all over the place. his experience, uh, he was open about his experience, about working in the volume, about what it's like being a costumer himself. Uh, I mean, he presented John Williams with the Oscar. 
uh, Lifetime Achievement Award um, as C-3PO. And he was on Lego Masters, actually. We're talking about Lego, and he was uh, the C-3PO on season one of Lego Masters. His story is incredible, and I'm so excited to share it. So you can find us at Armor Party Show on Instagram. If you go on to Spotify, Apple Music, just find us at uh, anchor.fm slash Armor Party and get on it. All my social media is at Nick Bayside, including TikTok. I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just posting reels uh, there and no one seems to care. So the nice. whole TikTok has a great algorithm and you'll get a lot of followers and engagement. Uh, I'm here to report is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> And the third podcast on the Thing to Maker Network is Princess and Scoundrel. You can find them at Princess and Scoundrel Show on Instagram, at Princess and Scoundrel on TikTok. And my stuff is all at Adam the Skull. This podcast is at Thank the Maker Pod on Instagram and TikTok, at Thank the Maker on Twitter. Patreon.com slash Thank the Maker Pod is where you can go to support this podcast. Every little bit helps. It literally helps us make this happen. It's my job. It's my part-time job. Go support us there. You get Discord access, exclusive merch. You can watch and listen to us record live. A few different options. Patreon.com slash ThankTheMakerPod. Thanks, dudes, for hanging. Patrons, thanks for being here with us. And until next week, may the force be with you. <laughs>